Hello, my Anamana peons. This is your struggling with Adverb City host, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his pronoun Letariat podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Hey, folks, in a few days after this episode goes out, you'll be able to read my latest story over at DiabolicalPlots.com. Of my regular fiction, it's one of the more likely stories to float the mango lover's boat. It's called Giraffe Cyborg Cleans House. Go love it up. I'll post a link once one exists. Today's story is all about giving your all. The next time you loan out your laundry detergent, the only thing you'll have left to clean your clothes is a couple of gallons of bar juice. Bar Juice by Matthew Sanborn Smith. When Tom was born, no one would ever have thought he had a chance of surviving. He was born four years premature. People felt bad for him because at that age he was nothing more than a vague thought called someday I'll have children, but he was actually pretty happy to have escaped his mother's womb before his own conception because that would have been gross. Being only a thought, the hospital's incubators couldn't have helped him. He was instead placed in a thinkubator, which is a machine that makes concrete plans to find a decent man and denies that it's turning into its own mother. I know you're expecting me to come up with a machine called a masturbator in which are placed babies who are born 13 years post-mature, but I could never come up with an idea like that. Tom eventually grew out of the slew of baiters. He'd beaten the odds and survived when the world thought it was impossible. Once he stepped into the real world, he felt he could do anything. So he opened a juice bar. In case you feel he wasn't exactly living up to his potential, let me add that this was the greatest juice bar the world has ever known and offered every type of juice its customers could imagine. Even, yes orange juice. The place was called Juice and Squirrel, and if it only served its squirrel-covered french fries, it would have been famous for that alone. But Juice and Squirrel went far beyond that. The standards were always posted prominently on the board for the more traditional patrons. Apple juice, carrot juice, zucchini juice, but the aficionado in the know had only to ask a server for a little special something. Soon upon the table would appear a steaming hot glass of baboon juice, or bright red fire engine juice, garnished with a tiny ladder. Tom didn't run his little empire from some faraway ivory juice tower. He liked to get in there and serve alongside his employees. One day a customer said, I'd like some love juice, please. His friend said, whoa, dude, that's nasty. No, 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 it's the essence of love, of the emotion love, not those other juices. Tom was so happy that second guy was there to have that conversation and hoped the guy who was ordering didn't notice him subtly scratching something out on his order pad. Because Tom would have gotten that other stuff if need be. It was a point of pride and the reason why he was number one in the bug juice field. No order was too difficult, although he did give a stern word of caution to one customer just before delivering her gamma ray juice. His archenemy, Jerry, tried time and again to run him out of business. Jerry owned the Bar Bar Jinx across the street, which sort of did the same thing Tom was doing, only everything they made was in bar form. Jerry dropped by one day and ordered juice juice, which he hoped would create a recursive loop that would cause the juice and squirrel to either implode or cause the fabric of reality around the joint to unravel. Instead, Tom's people just ran some juice through a juicer and charged him double. But Jerry won out in the end when, years later, he came upon the idea to order juice bar juice. Such was the dedication of Tom and his staff, they not only juiced their livelihood, but themselves and whatever customers they were able to catch as well. Juice and Squirrel gave its life to supply its last customer with vital sustaining nutrients. Jerry went back to his place victorious, hoping to God no one would ever come to his establishment and order a bar bar bar. 
If this story squeezed your jack lemon, some can drink it hot and other pulpy froths at the website of the little bit of all right, bewarethehairymango.com. I'm maniacally in the comments for this post or bag email me and we'll seal in each other's freshness at Matthew at bewarethehairymango.com or we can both wear my old parachute pants at the same time and achieve a new level of intimacy at bewarethehairymango at gmail.com. No wonder my pants want to jump out of an airplane. Whenever we're looking for a reason to buy new pants, the SF and SF signal stands for shoveling food, which is what we do down our throats because John DiNardo gets a great deal on on food that expired four days ago and stocks the sfsignal.com cafeteria with it. The faster we can eat it, the less likely we'll spend four hours on the toilet. Although if they're late with a review, some of the staffers have been known to quaff a glass or two of two-week-old milk just to get some quiet in there. I really wish we had more than one toilet. Tweet to the taste makers that all the tastiest buds follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. The tragedy is I've been making my own flavors all my life and yet hardly anyone ever licks me. Beware the hairymango.tumblr.com lodges itself between your teeth and will only dislodge when it's ready to hit the slopes. You can encourage it by not eating tiny marshmallows so as to ruin its hot cocoa experience. Listen, you might want to subscribe to Beware the Elitist Mango soon, is all I'm saying. Hit the Get the Mango button now or a month from now. December 22nd will be the last Elitist episode, and if you're not on board by then, you'll miss out on 49 Mango episodes you've never heard before. At the end of this year, those gates will be shut tight, unlike my ass cheeks, and if I ever make those shows available again, they won't be this cheap. Four bucks gives you a month to download everything that's there, and then you can say, I was there when he turned into a dick. This podcast shivers vigorously whenever a sexier podcast walks by and wishes it had the guts to talk to it, even though in its heart it knows that other podcast is lonely because all the other comedy shows thinks it's way out of their league and never talk to it. But it finally gets up the courage to ask it out, only to discover the sexy podcast is super popular and quite thrilled to be so. And dear God, why would it want anything to do with this show and its unsightly Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license? Until your plan to catapult the B-52s is captured in their song Lob Rockstar, this will be bound to resemble Matthew Sanborn Smith, who is reminding you, the bigger they fall, the harder they are. Good night.